everybody, and welcome back to episode 161 of the My name is Brendan. And I'm Commander Wolf. <laughs> Thank you, Wolf. I know, I know I continue to confuse you, but that's part of the fun. I right? have to try and find a way to implement it somehow. Yes, but um, I just want to move quick and jump in. So we have a lot of things to cover today. We have to go through a bunch of events and give them ratings. Yeah, six of them. I'm going to talk about I Start briefly because I'm kind of killing it. I'm kind of killing it. I I am second place overall. I was first place overall before the, uh, the triathlon event. I am absolutely destroying it. I have no strikes to my name. I'm happy with that, okay? I'm not doing as well in the overall normal fantasy where you pick one set of teams, the Nordic Whaler one. Um, but that um, is a lot harder. That one has a lot more luck base to it. iStarp has a lot more skill base because you have to think of event by event and pick for that. So it's been so much fun, and it's been fun to be at the top of the leaderboard. So we'll talk about a little bit about that too. Um, and then we have an argument. Akanon, and of course, right, uh, gets my blood pressure high, comes in early to the show and poses the question. Uh, of course, we know Rapidly is the best individual performer of all time i think that's very clear i it's just uh no doubt right no doubt he has the pedigree for that right so akana comes in and be like okay so what would it take for another marble to reach and overtake rapidly right and the answer to that you'd think would just be like more points more medals but he's also bringing up this topic called mvms which means most valued marble which is basically an award given to a marble for having the most total individual points at the end of a particular marble league right so he's saying that should be accounted for when considering greatest marble of of all time now i um uh i don't necessarily agree with that, so we're going to talk about that. He's going to give us some data. Um, Akinanad, I don't know. Can you explain that, too? He's in the chat now saying that also championships for B should be accounted for. And, again, I'd like to understand what that means. Um, so we have a lot of detail to go through. We'll argue about that at some point today in the show. So, again, a lot to cover. Let's turn it over to Waf. What has he got going on? And then we'll head to the news. Uh, in my life, uh, I recorded a, uh, a fun reaction with uh, someone about a Symphonica recently. They 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 actually had played the game like, in school. Like they had a music appreciation class, and they had this written. They they used the rhythm game Symphonica to help teach the appreciation of music. But they only played the first three episodes like way back in sixth grade, and then like ele eleven or or not eleven, but like several years later now. Like they finally they got to finally experience the story, and so we recorded it together, and we had fun discussion, and it was a lot of fun. And I'm gonna upload try to that and upload that sometime this month. That should be should be cool. Uh, also, you probably see me eating lunch. Sorry, I got lunch before we started recording. I figured Brendan would be late as per usual, hey. so I I so I, you'll probably see me eating lunch for a few minutes. I'll keep my mic muted as much as I can, so I don't you don't hear me chewing and stuff. That's totally but yeah. Fine. That's what's going on. Totally fine with me, Waff. Anyway. That's all. We're not going to do all too much in the intro. Let's head to the news, and uh, when we'll come back, a lot to talk about. Hello! Marble Sports fans! I'm Commander Wolf here with the Marble Sports Worldwide News. First up, we have our Marble League 2023 events. 
Event 7 was a classic, the Funnel Endurance. There were some really close battles, but in the end, Sterling from the Shining Swarm came in first, followed by Pinky Rosa from the Pinkies in second, and Sheet from the Gliding Glaciers in third. Next we have Event 8, another classic, Balancing. A lot of teams struggled with this event, so there weren't many high point finishes. By the end, Mellow Yellow came in first, followed by the Roho Rollers in second, and the Raspberry Racers in third. And for our last ML event, we have Event 9, Triathlon. This version of the event was very similar to 2021, but the track section resembled a part of the Honey Dome from M1. After several runs through multiple different elements, Snowstorm from the Snowballs came in first, followed by a Stinger from the Bumblebees in second, and Orangin from the O Rangers in third. Moving away from JMR, we have the Team Quadrilla Marble League Season 4 Friendly Round. By the end of this competition, Blue Lotus came in first, followed by the Nickel Knights in second, the Treat Fleet in third, and Mountain Climbers in fourth. Next, we have the Marigold Marble Racing Season 5 24 Team Elimination Race Friendly Round. After the competition was eliminated one by one, Reef from the Coral Company came in first, followed by Jade from the Electric Emeralds in second, and Twilight from the Twilight Brights in third. Then there's Event 8 of the Rustic Marble Run Season 1, Darts, which tested the marble's accuracy as they aimed for a target. By the end, the Blueberries came in first, followed by the Jolly Slayers in second, and the Mysterious Maniacs in third. And finally, we have the Marble Sports Games Season 5 Event 14, Tiger Tower Descent. After many heats down this treacherous tower, the Royal Raspberries came in first, followed by the Rainbows in second, and the Marvelous Mints in third. Well, that's all for the news. Thank you for listening. I'm Commander Wolf. You are the best fans in the world. Let's kick it on back with a podcast. Okay, we're back from the news. <laughs> Thank you, Waf, for that. Um, 161 episodes, and we still have a new segment, which is, uh, I guess, a lot of fun. Um, but we're back, and a lot to cover, so let's think about it again. We're waiting on Akanon to provide some metrics and some data so we can actually address his argument appropriately. So that will eventually pop up. But So I'll talk a little bit about iStarp, and then we'll talk about events. So iStarp, I'm currently in second place overall. Waf decided not to do it, unfortunately, so we can't talk about it much. But I'm in second place overall. And I have just managed to continue to be smarter than this random picker, this random picker computer thing, which uh, I don't know necessarily how I'm managing that, but um, it just, I just have feelings, right? I just have like senses of which teams are going to be good and not, and they're working right now. I'll tell you what I had, um, I'm trying to find the one for this upcoming five meter sprint. But I can't find it. I had for the balancing event. I was like, I right, I need to use one of my times threes for lesser teams. Because remember, you have to each team, sixteen teams, you have to use your times three once for each team. You can only use it once for each team. So it basically, you use each team's time as a times three multiplier once. And I was like, ah, I can't use the crazy cat size for balancing or anything like that. So I was just like, you know what, roll rollers, and boom, second place, and I just—that's uh, how I got to first overall for a moment, and I start. So, a lot of great choices. Um, just trying to navigate using my bad times threes and my good times threes. 
I think I'm going to go for big air on event 10 here with a five meter relay and use savage speeders as my times three and try to get big points. Um, I'm sure the other people in the top of the leaderboard are going to do the same thing if they saved their savage speeders pick, but I think that's going to be huge. Savage speeders. Um, who else? Who else is good at five meter sprint? I think the cat size tend to be pretty good. I feel like the raspberry racers tend to be good or galactic tends to be good at this. Um, and maybe, I don't know, yellow, mellow yellow. Maybe the snowballs. I actually feel the snowballs too. So, um, iSarp has been just a whole lot of fun. I'm hoping to stay at the top of the leaderboards till 16 events. And that would be the coolest thing. And imagine I end with no strikes either. That would, that would blow the whole thing out of the water. So, um, that's uh, iStarp Upstate. I know a lot of you guys were doing it. And so my strategy, my, my advice is, you know, pick p for the event as you would pick for a whole thing, right? You want to pick a team you think is going to win the event for that times three. You want to pick a team that you know is going to do well or at least decent in the event in the times two. You want to put another team you might think might win in the, in the times one. You want to do another times one for a all-around good team. You know, you're going to get some points out of it, you know? And then maybe pick someone higher on the leaderboard for that final times one, right? You want to be smart with your picks. You know, sometimes you might have to throw like uh, the Thunderbolts as your times three because you haven't used it yet and it makes sense. But um, um, other than that, like you got to be smart with your picks. You got to know who's good. I've used the Savage Beaters in my times two a lot in iStarp, right? So, uh, yeah. Uh, overall, I think iStarp is a more fun fantasy than the original picks because the original picks is you pick at the beginning and there's like a lot of RNG, right? You know, you just have to hope, right? It works out, which I think is still fun and you, it takes wisdom, but it's a lot more RNG. iStarp, you have to event by event think who's going to be good here, who is going to stand out, which teams are good at which events. You have to know things about marble sports um, and there's a lot, there's less luck involved in a, in a specific sense, so... Well, if anything, before we get into events, uh, no, like I do agree that I Starp is probably like, like a more act. Like, it's more an indicator of your knowledge of Marvel since you have to be more strategic with it. But it is more involved than what I like. I'm personally am with the community. Like, so I have to remember to come back every single time to fill in like my picks for the the teams. Like, that's not my per that personally. That's not my kind of thing. So you guys go for it. Like, I think I'm doing okay in like Nordic's uh, fantasy, sort of. Like my speeders times two is mainly saving me because the rest of my picks have not been doing uh, the best. But you know, well the racers are up there, but then everyone else is kind of low. So yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of people are starting to drop out of iStar. Antonio, you're right. Um, but yeah, um, good luck to you on the regular fantasy waff. Mine's doing all right. I'm 39th right now in the other one. Glaciers were just not the times three. I thought this could be it. I thought we'd see a weird Glaciers win. I mean, there's time, but the team just doesn't have it. They just don't have it. Ah, uh, there's time. There's time still, but they would need to start putting up some medals right now. And I just, it, they're just not contending in the way um, that you'd expect them to contend, right? So. Anyways, let's move into events. I think per our last episode, we haven't even discussed block pushing, right? We haven't even gone back that far. So we're going to kind of move relatively quickly from block pushing through um, uh, like at least event seven and talk more about, you know, rate the event and talk more about um, uh, 
the style of the event and how much we liked it, like usual. Mm -hmm. And then we'll hit towards the end here, actual discussion of marbles, where teams are currently, what's scary for them coming up. Um, that's going to be the thoughts here. Um, to try to cover all that. So more just qualitative for this for these first few. So let's just move quickly. Waff, block pushing. All we're going to do uh, block- is we're just going to go back and forth quickly. Rating of the event. Thoughts on the event. If you remember anything you liked especially, mention it. Block pushing. All right, then. Uh, so for block pushing, uh, I'm very much in the opinion that the, that this is too many runs. It, it slows the event down. Like, honestly, like, it really doesn't. I don't think doing four at once is faster than just doing two at once because at two, with two at once you would then like you know, they would do one run each for evenness and then they would they'd have to go through every single team with four they're doing the same thing but with four runs per heat which i think ultimately adds up to the roughly the same amount of time so doing four at once doesn't save time it just makes it kind of repetitive more, more repetitive and boring because you're seeing the same teams running so many times I, I they get four chances to improve their score, I guess, but I think it was better when they just did two at a time. And with how long it goes, they probably should, you know, actually cut out some like maybe some of the replays. I don't think they did too many replays in this event, but like it, it just goes on too long. Block pushing is a great test of strength and whatnot, but it just takes way too long and it gets way too repetitive. Like I would say, like the four the four by the four team format for me is like a uh, six or five. Honestly, it's just really, it's really boring to watch. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I do disagree with Waff here. Um, nothing new there, right? But I do disagree <laughs> with him because I think that giving each team an opportunity to have four runs increases the chances that they're going to have a good run. Block pushing sure. is a very um touchy event where like sometimes you can literally come down and do this. You know, you do the same exact thing, but you just all of a sudden hit the block and it goes nowhere, right? So I think that having four runs possible for each team is nice. Now, whether you need to do that as f- with four at a time or two at a time or whatever it is, I don't, I don't care. Um, but I think that the event's not too long. It's only about 10-minute video still, so it's normative. But um, I like each team having four tries, right? And then their top two is taken. Um, Lisa McFarland says, are you ever going to upload episode 160 to YouTube. Oh, I know you already answered this in chat, but I want to say it out loud. Uh, y- yes. Yes, we yes. are going to do that. Just it's it's taking our editor some time, busy season, but yeah, you're going to you're going to get the opportunity to hear hear that. Lisa. Yeah, it was a fun episode with Stint there. I don't think I've fun. ever heard for from Lisa before, so that's um maybe in a comment a long time ago, but I'm glad yeah, you're Yeah, Lisa's familiar to me. I I I've, I've seen their comments around. Long-time fan. She looks like she's older than than we are. Um, so welcome, Lisa. I'm glad that you are enjoying. Um, but yeah, block pushing, I, I think, uh, you need the four. You need the four. It's good, right? But I don't know. I guess I don't know if there's any way to change it up. I just think it's fine. Um, and I, I'm not really having any huge complaints. It's not like my favorite event. It's just like, I like it. So I think I'd give it a 7.5 out of 10 simply just for being what it is. Um, can't think of a way to make it better. I just like... The only thing, the only way I can think of making it better, would be to have some sort of bonuses points based on where teams finish within their foursome, right? Because then that would make the foursome more necessary, as opposed to just at the end it's just everybody against everybody anyway. Like if you win in your foursome or have the whoever has the top singular push in their foursome maybe gets an extra point or something random like that. 
but um, mm. uh, I don't know. Um, Would so, doing it bracket style be better? Like maybe, but this is one of those events that you want measurements to rule. So I sure it might just need I, to be what it. it is. I think it's just a, always going to be a seven point five event and one that needs to be there to test marble strength and teamwork. So. Um, like maybe they could do like have an, another track to do more like multiple runs at the same time. Like maybe, maybe just to but have then you're faster. watching a lot at once. But remember, it's like a ten minute video. Waff. It's like all of them are about ten minute videos. I I suppose like and maybe maybe I was just having a bad day that day. Like I just remember like not like being very zoned out as I watched it personally. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think the style's still good. I think the strategies are the same, right? Three marbles. You want to get your three marbles out there quick, like the uh, snowballs here on screen now, like, and then that end marble push at the end, which is that little hammer marble. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. Bumblebee's record, Midnight Wisp record, very fascinating. Over a hundred, I guess, centimeters. That's really, really good. Hundred millimeters. Um, yeah, I think like no, the the optimal form was like uh the first it was like one two one the first marble to get past the coefficient of friction. Uh, like the st like the static friction, because like like the resistance, uh, to movement is greater when it's at when it's at stationary than when it's yeah. end movement motion. So the first marble gets it going to reduce that co the uh the force of friction. Then the two like two or three marbles usually we want two to hit it to then get it really launched and then the anchor marble to finish it off. Actually, that's hundred percent correct. That's literally the seminar I think I gave for like fifty minutes last week. Last time we talked about block pushing, so I'm very. I'm pretty sad. sure we did that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I actually drew. I drew on the screen. Remember? Um, so I'm sad I forgot <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but yes, that is actually true because the basic idea is that that first marble starts the block moving, loses some momentum, but then the back two, the, the next two marbles then transfer more momentum into that already moving marble, and then that already moving block gets a triple push from those three marbles. Then they're all pushing far forward, and then you get the kind of end uh, tap from the um, uh, fourth marble. But you want that end tap to come, ideally, before the block actually stops moving, but usually it doesn't happen like that. It still gives you a little extra distance. But thanks, Waff, for reminding us of that. Otherwise, Cat Size did terrible in this event, and Greg was mentioning it. So I don't know what happened there, but they had absolutely no strength in them. Neither did really the speeders, to be honest. So an interesting event. Those teams not necessarily going to always shine in this one. It's good to know for the future and some fantasy picks. Um, but those are my ratings and thoughts. Let's move it on to uh, the next event, event five, which was five-minute sprint. Five meter sprint. Uh, it's just a solid event, man. It's like those those close finishes, those close like those come those ram come from behind wins. If I'm not mistaken, this was the one where uh Razzy or was it Razzy or Razzy who like stole the win from third at the very on the very last run. Yes. Like it's it's a classic event. It's it goes by fast. Oh, that was hurdles. Okay, I I know it always mix them up because like they're they're so similar in their design. It's hard to separate them. But either way, like they for a five meter sprint, like yeah, it's a classic speed event. Goes by quick, and like you can usually see. I think like they did something cool here. Like or no, no, that was that was also hurdles. Again, again, I'm mixing them up in my head. I was mixing up like the cool camera angle of like recording from behind because the like, recording from behind actually had the hurdles. Like you could see the jump better. But I think we might have talked about that already. I mix uh sprint itself it's it's a solid event uh 8 or 9 out of 10 every time I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of hard to mess up sprint you know Yeah no it is what it is and they haven't they they made it good 
Um, and then they made it good and they kept it good, right? There's no need to change. It. It's five meter sprint, right? So the you know I guess you could change the angle of the ramp or whatever, but I don't think that's necessary. Um, it is what it is, and it's always exciting, and the races are always really close just by the nature of the marbles. So. It's fun. I mean, obviously, certain teams always tend to do quite a bit better. I give this one a simple 9. I, I think I usually just give this a 10 out of 10 because it, it needs to be in this event. Like, it needs to be in the marble. You can't have... You know, actually, that. that's a good point. Maybe maybe it should, like, maybe it should stay a 10 out of 10 because you can't really improve it. Like, it's kind of, like, it's at its peak already, I suppose. The only thing you can maybe do is, like, maybe help to theme it better. Like, add, add more, like, Bumblebee or Honey theming to, like, the sides of the track. But other than that, like, it's... The event is, like, you can't really change it to make it better. That's true. Yeah, I think... I think, um... I think I agree. So it maybe it is just 10 out of 10. Out of 10. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I just can't argue. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... But, yeah, uh, obviously, pretty good turnout from... I'm trying to find the standings from this event. Um, it was interesting. I mean, you know, rapidly got third, so nothing new there. Uh, Bumblebees did well, but Bumblebees are usually a fast team, so I'm not, you know, you saw some Marbula 1 that they're not actually that slow. Snowballs, that's interesting. We've seen the Snowballs do well in this event before, but uh, they usually just haven't been in a Marble League. Um, and then you got Razzie and Green Eye and Mandarin and the tops. I mean, this is the top six. The top six makes sense. It's just a little bit jumbled than your average it's the same guys, right? It's the same guys. So um, that's basically five-minute sprint. Not much else to say there besides the standings make sense and the event. I like the event. It's fun. It's exactly what it needs to be, and we don't need to uh, change it. We just need to enjoy it, right? I guess, well, there's like, this is like interesting. Because five-meter hurdles and five-meter sprint are so similar, is, like, have we talked about this before? Like, really only needing one per year? Because I feel like hurdles is more interesting overall because there's, like, more more active changes in momentum. Yeah, but, okay, first, but, again, sprint is a staple. It needs to be there. And I think hurdles at this point, because hurdles has, has actual hurdles and it's not just hitting the connects pieces, is different enough that I'm fine with it as a different event. My thing is maybe not put 5-meter sprint, 5-meter hurdles, and 5-meter relay all in the back same. Back-to-back? Back. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe choose two of the three, but then you're always choosing five-meter sprint. So the hurdles and the relay should take turns. But then again, you know, I'm fine with here and there having a more speed-focused Marble League. I mean, the I mean the Bumblebees would do that, right? The Bumblebees would have a Marble League where they would choose more speed-based events. If you had a, you know, a Midnight Wisps Marble League, or if you had like a, um, like, I don't know, random freaking, like, Team Momo Marble League, you're not going to get as many speed events because that's not a fast team. Right, you're gonna get more of the the nonsense stuff, right? And I don't want to say nonsense stuff because I mean like the non-speed stuff, like the non, you know, they're probably not gonna choose all three of those, right? So uh, that's just my thought. Um, take us to tug of war. I'll start us off. I think tug of war was fun. The event itself was fun. The name didn't make any sense because there was no tugging, but the event itself was cool, right? They came down as like it's like that. Um, ram swing or whatever i think it's kind of like that the marbles come and hit something in the middle and it's who's strongest who's fastest right and so i think this is it's kind of like a rocket league kickoff right who's going to be able to push the ball um or the block onto the opposing team side right mm -hmm. so um, like a face-off at the center so i think that was really cool i think the event is cool i think it's better than um jousting he 
yes is that the one with the the silver ball yes yeah i think it's better than jousting because you're relying basically on the sliding strength and nothing like the ball can just start rolling crazily um by a little bit but jousting was still fun i think for this one this is one of those events that i did enjoy and it was very tense and i enjoyed watching it because it was like ooh, who's gonna be strong and sometimes it would be like upset i'd say like eight out of ten for this for me Waff. Yeah, like, it was a lot of fun watching it with you, like, live. Um, I would, like, some people did point out that, that some of the graphical elements, like, kind of confused. Like, like, the green arrow points to the winning team, but not in the direction that the block probably flew to. And, like, there was definitely some, like, like maybe some graphical stuff that they could have improved upon to make it less confusing to some audience members. Because it actually seemed to be a fairly consistent issue. Even I, myself, actually didn't really fully understand the arrow system on my first viewing of it. Like, because there's there's a lot going on on the screen at once. Yeah, I would I but like yeah, like having the marbles push things out. Like, I the main thing keeping it back is like it's like a its name is wrong. It, it like it gives you an expectation for something, but it doesn't actually end up being that thing. Uh, so but I would say, as an event, it actually I thought it was fun. I would say eight out of ten. I think I would say. Um, I kind of want to bring up like. Apparently, like the the potentially wrong f- initial run, uh, like for the the finals in like tug of war, like it's like the it was like one pixel to the left of the line instead instead of uh instead of being on the line, so like it was actually not a tie and it didn't need to be rerun. Like I feel like that's excessive, especially since I imagine the camera probably isn't getting you like it, like like even though it is probably a high standard camera, you you can see it. It's it was three pixels. Okay, even still, like they they are not basing it off of the footage. Like they are actually, I'm, this is I'm pretty sure they actually like they squatted down and like looked at it with their bare eyes and like a yeah. magnifying glass. Like that is so that's such a tiny okay, well, margin. There, actually, good point. They definitely didn't use the camera. They definitely looked at it with their own eyes because that's how they knew to even think about rerunning it. Because if they just did it in post, that's true. They, they would have. They would have to. They wouldn't be able to do any reruns, right? So, um, I guess it, well, like like they could have done is like they could like they they weren't certain, so they re reran it, and if it ended up not not being a tie, they could just not include the rerun in the footage. Yeah, but that's, I feel like that's less likely. But see, like if you look at the camera, the camera is not directly overhead here, right? Just, I'm just pausing at a random like. Yeah, the it's, camera it's, yeah, it's, angle it's about an the angle. overhead view is not directly overhead, and it's I it's not going to be perfectly positioned because a camera would have to be pixel perfect positioned in space in order for pixel measurements to actually represent where the dot is over the line. But if you are, if you are literally closely looking at it with real time eyes and you have real time measurements, you can apply there. Um, you have a much better idea of like if the dot is actually on top of the line or not. So you're not going to get that from the camera. Cause remember if I put this camera up, and it's not directly overhead by a pixel, and it's maybe a pixel or two right or left, well, all of a sudden, that dot doesn't look over the line, even if it is, right? So you 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 can't, like, necessarily use that to say it's, it was wrong because the camera, in its imperfection, doesn't allow for perfect measurements from our side. Yeah, I think getting that picky about the specificity of the result is, like, that's that's kind of extreme, honestly. I Like, that's so extreme to me. Yeah, I mean, like, and but I would be okay with that if it actually held up, right? As like, okay, it was you know undeniable, but I think that there's you know leeway there. Um, 
Wait, what? Enough plausible deniability to say that the result that they said it was is, in fact, the real result. True, true. Waff on the rating? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say it again, but like, I, I think 8 out of 10? Oh, okay, or... that's what you... I didn't hear you. Yeah. Um... A really solid event, a lot of fun, and just it just needs to be have a different name for it. It's not because it's not tug of war. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, end of the block to the middle line on the track, not the dot though. Okay, well that doesn't. It's the same. The same answer I just gave. Just replace the wall the time that said middle dot to end of the block. Like the, there's no difference there. The angle is still going to throw that off. The angle is still going to make a difference. Yeah. Mm. Right. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that formation-wise, like people probably expecting a little bit of strategy talk here. I, it, it's, it's hard to see that right now because you have like two teams going up against. Like I just took a random run here. If you're on the Chrome, um, uh, I think this is gliding glaciers and racers or something like that. I mean, the, uh, the, maybe the, the formation's playing out. The Razzier Racers got there first. I mean, and then it's, they just all pound on it. Like I don't know, but sometimes they'll not get there first. So I'm trying to. It's it was hard for me to see a pattern when I watched it to where like okay, this formation and this time at which you get to the block is good, right? I don't think necessarily every time they got there first it was a win. Not necessarily every time they were in a certain formation it was a win. Because there's so many factors. Because you have teams, you have a 3D space, you have all the forces and the momentum. I mean, there's a lot to imagine here. And you'd need a lot of runs and really, really um, close looking to see which formations would actually hold up as consistent. A lot of testing. But then you can't yeah, even cause that. What, a lot, there were a lot of instances where marbles completely missed the block entirely. I would say like, like the main thing is, like again, you want to have the first marble get it moving and then I think the back two marbles, actually, you don't want them hitting, like, in unison. Like, you want kind of want them, actually, um, side by side, uh, and then, like, hitting separately a little bit. And then I think you want your anchor marble to usually be the last one to hit it. Yeah, I would say that in most cases, if you are the last one to hit the block, then remember, you're hitting the block with no resistance coming on the other side. So then you're most likely to have a good push. But then sometimes... I, because it's all happening so fast. So I guess you do want that last marble to kind of lag. Like here with the... No, but see, even here with like the bumblebees, they did hit it last, but it was so far over that I think they ended up losing that. Yeah, they ended up losing that. Oh, no, they did. They didn't. They actually won that. They actually won that. It looked... Okay, you know, that they nudged it enough. So maybe there is something to that. But it, um, they, they only won barely. Maybe. That's a hard one. I think this is a hard one. Um, apparently, according to JMR subreddit, with most most times... Hitting it first brought you the win, but with a sample size of only um, like what sixteen runs, I don't know if we can necessarily say that's a that's and, and remember two exceptions to that rule during the event. Um, I don't know if we can say that's necessarily always true, but you're kind of low. sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, I, my nose down. I will say. It, that is a very detailed analysis and like all that that I can just sent, but like that's a lot of data for me to just like, for us to parse through like right here on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, and um, uh, like, I, that, like it's so tiny in my, my main laptop. I have to move it to my monitor to see it. <laughs> right, right. They, they, oh my god, yeah. Like this would be, yeah. This is a like, lot, and and then again, does this even this? hold like, up? Because like like when you see, when you look at who's hitting it first in these, in these pictures, model. like when you're looking at which team's hitting it first. Every team has such a different formation when they hit it first. We have no idea. 
maybe it was not the fact that they hit it first, but just because just that being in that formation is good. You know, maybe it was not that they hit it first, but that the other formation the other team had was just bad against their formation, right? We don't know. We don't, we don't you know, correlation is not causation in this op, uh, situation because we don't actually know all the factors. So I think this is very hard. I think I it's good to let your last marble lag behind. But man, I think this is not like balancing. Formations are hard to really understand. Collision is different. I, I I don't know. I feel like this one is especially hard to to understand. Let's see here. Uh, and like, does this data like take into account like who hit the block last? Like, I'm looking at this in the data. Like, for instance, Bumblebees versus Thunderbolts. Like, uh, provisional winner after every frame, which is like point zero two seconds. Like, it, the the Bumblebees were the winners of that thing for every single frame up to fifteen frames. So like, it does seem like if the marble if their marble hit first, knock it across the line. That they were probably gonna win it, but then again, like like there are some exceptions, like as pointed out here. Like again, it, the trend is here is mainly you hit first, you win. But I don't like does it? I don't know if it takes into account who hit it last either, though. Like I I suppose actually to put physics back into it because you if you hit it first, the um now the opponent isn't is not is not like um worrying about like just overcoming static frictional force. They're hitting an opposing force, which, if if you hit, like hit with more force, it'll the part of your hit will still be reduced by the amount of force that the block is flying towards you. So you can't actually throw it back at your opponent as easily. Velocities don't cancel, Agamemnon. I don't think that's that's physics. I don't think velocities cancel. I don't like demonstrate that. I don't think that's true. Like like velocity is not really the, is not important here as much as the force as, as force and for, for force. The, the opposing, let's say the block is flying towards the other team, like, after being hit, and it's, like, flying at, like, like 20 newtons. The other team's coming at it with 30 newtons of force, but then that, so 30 minus 20, it's now flying against the other team with just 10 newtons Okay, of but force. if you use momentum as a way, because that's momentum, right? If you use, it's not force, it's momentum. Because you, force, um, momentum is what? Um, I believe momentum equation is, like, force times, like, velocity. Um, in essence, uh, mass velocity, right? So you're not you're not dealing with forces here. You're dealing with momentums, right? You're dealing well, with a mass moving at a certain velocity, and so yeah, having that's... an effect on what's in front of it, right? So I well, you're also dealing with mass times acceleration, aka force. No, but we can we can assume no acceleration here. Well, no, because it's it's like it's changing speeds, but not not like negligibly. Like we, they come down the ramp, they they've accelerated, but now they're on a flat the flat beam, so they're not accelerating really. But anymore. the block is the block is the is the point of contention here, not the marbles. The block, okay, the block no, is going from zero from zero to let's say like what five meters per second. That's no, probably excessive. But wait, but because let's... the block is far, starting at static. Then you like if I have if I have a point and it starts at static, then the only and. and the only thing I need to really worry about is the opposing momentums on either side, right? Like, if, like for example, if I if I ba if I base this down, right? If I have one block, like one block, say ten pounds, whatever, it doesn't matter, and I have a momentum of twelve on the left side and a momentum of twenty on the right side, then what do you say is going to happen? Well, you're going to say the momentum of twenty is going to win, right? Because it has more momentum. It has more momentum on the block when it hits, right? I mean, yes, that kind of assumes that they hit at the same time. But I mean, the, the higher momentum is going to create more force on the block, right? So that's going to always win, right? 
wife's chewing. <laughs> he's about to, he's an engineer too, so this is going to be a good one. <laughs> All right, so momentum, admittedly, like, I didn't, like, for some reason in physics class, you actually did less momentum equations and did more force equations. So my, 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 my uh, memory of how momentum would apply with the force here is, um, is not as strong. All I'll say is, like, look, Mackinac brings a good point. One, the marbles are decelerating because the, the beam isn't frictionless. So, But even regarding this, regarding that, like, force, like, the block's going from zero, let's say, to five meters per second. That's an acceleration of five meters per second squared. Like, and and then, like, the the opposing team hitting it, they have to overcome that force for it to even start flying in the other direction. And it be, but because if they do that, the amount of force that's flying at the other team is probably lower because they had the other team's force resisting it, which then means that the team that in order for the the team who hit it first to then send it back towards the opponent again, they don't have to hit it as hard because the amount of force that it's flying at them is once again lower. And so like it just and it just the the force. So when they hit it, they're they're say they're going about roughly the same speed. They can then actually send that block back at the opponent. At a higher force value, because they they have. Oh, shut less... up, Akinon. You do not know this. <laughs> he's like he's like what what Waff said. What uh, Waff said. Uh, <laughs> here, here's a good. Here's a good. So let's say so one two three four. Let's say let's assume that all of them hit. So pinkies versus thunderbolts. Pinkies hits first, sends it at like a uh, twenty newtons. Thunderbolt one hits. It, they're hitting with thirty newtons of force for some reason because they went faster. That's 30 minus 20, so it's flying against the pinkies at 10 newtons. Now, right. if even the second the second pinky is only going to hit it with because it's it's taking longer to get there, it's going to get slower, so it's going to hit it with less force. Let's say it's but that's incorrect hit it with already. 50. Why? What? Why? Why? Because if I okay, what? Because that's incorrect, right? Because what's what's the okay momentum equation? What? Look, what's let's talk about momentum equation. What are you? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about. What are you force the force equation? No, 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 but you're missing. You're that's what you're missing, right? That's why you're missing momentum here. No, listen, no, Waff, you're actually missing this, and so you have to think about it. That's why we need the momentum equation because you're neglecting that. You're missing a very important aspect of this. So let's let's think about it like this. Okay, let's just do two marbles, one marble from each side, right? Hang on, hang on, okay? Because you're 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 not even thinking about this. So hang on. we have a ten pound, we have a ten kilogram block in the center, right? Okay, and then we have a five, no, we'll say a one kilogram marble. That's too much, I know, but a one kilogram marble and a one kilogram marble of either side. Now, if a one kilogram marble impacts a 10 kilogram block at a certain speed, then it applies a certain momentum, okay? And so you're not, but you're not, the other marble that hits second is not opposing a one kilogram marble times the speed, right? It's now opposing a one kilogram marble times its final speed, also opposing a 10 kilogram block times whatever speed it currently has right so you when you it's not going to just be like 30 20 right because when it hits the block now that marble has to uh, the other marble has to oppose the block and its weight and how it's moving but it also has to still oppose that other marble which is still moving to some degree and has some weight and is doing it in the other direction because you get that block moving Right, because like think about the difference between sending two marbles down at the, at the same speed and they hit each other, and then sending one marble down and it gets to push a block first as an as a way to put up a wall, and then the other marble has to fight against it. Well, now you have all this extra weight that the marble has to fight against, and because because you've now overcome that static friction and that block's moving with its weight, even though the other marble's decreased, you have a lot like more for that 
second marble to oppose, right? Because you have a moving block of, say, 10 kilograms, and you still have the marble of one kilogram. Because the 10 kilograms has joined the, the, the movement, the, the direction of the one kilogram marble to hit first. Brendan, you're literally saying the same thing I did with this with a different equation. It's, it's, it's starting moving in a, in a different direction, and so now it requires more to get it moving but it's the not other just, way. But it's not 30, 20, 10. It doesn't, it, it doesn't These are example out. numbers. They're not exact. This is no, just no, no, but I'm saying it, you, it doesn't math out in that even way because you get you get a additional block moving of a different weight, right? Yes, sure. But th th here's the thing. I'm trying to keep it simple because we have a wide age range who listens to this who probably don't know this much about But physics. that changes the I'm result. <laughs> It would be it just add, no it just adds on to what I'm saying like like not only are you having to resist force they're also having to resist momentum it's you're, you're just adding to the discussion like it's go, they they like a marble hits the block at 20 newtons force of friction maybe reduces it by five so it's flying at 15 the other marble can then hit it it has to if it doesn't hit it at if it hits it at exactly 15 newtons well then guess what it's just gonna cancel out and be stationary. And let's let's yeah, 20 because then it's not moving anymore it's just, it's just negated. But doesn't at that, that point? But doesn't that only work if the two marbles hit at the same time? Aren't they only negated by their own momentums if they hit the block at the same time? Like if I have no. two marbles come down with momentum of fifteen and they hit the block at the same time, then they're negated and the block doesn't move. But if I have one marble hit it first, even right, if they have the Newton's same cradle. momentum, Newton's okay. cradle. Yeah. If the if the if the pink marble so if Pinky hits the block first, it's not going to be traveling with that block. The thunderbolt hits it. That momentum is going to travel to the Pinky and launch it away. No, but they have to overcome now the movement of the block in their direction. Sure, like they're they're gonna hit it with enough force to probably like either at the very least negate its motion or slow it down, and then that momentum is gonna fall through to the pinky in the back and throw it off. Potentially, though we didn't really because see they're that. both traveling at roughly the same speed. They, they they have different weights, sure, but roughly they are gonna hit it at almost the exact same speed to the point where it's almost negligible, especially since after the pinky hits the block, it's not going to be traveling slower because it had to overcome friction first. So that, that's why the, that, that marble almost, the first marble almost never stays on the beam because by the time the opposing marble hits it, they go flying off. So you would agree it's, it's no. Well, then that, I guess the question mathematically would be what's harder to overcome the friction of the block and get it moving or to overcome the momentum of the block in your direction and push it back. Because mathematically, I feel like that's, that's something you have to calculate to see an answer. Because you have to either, because one of them gets static. No, you don't know that. You have to calculate that. Because one of them takes static friction into account. One of them doesn't because it's moving. No, I, so I you, know. So for you to say that's easier is, is only you saying that based on speculation, based on your visuals. You have no math to back that up. You have no equations that you can put in the chat besides your, yes, I do, shut up, I'm smart, all caps. Oh, that really? You said before that you could actually demonstrate that. And yeah, no, but see, you can't do the demonstrate it, right? D prove to me, There's show me proof by calculation that that would be the case. So I cannot. So I don't think you can make that argument. You're just saying, this is what I've observed. But remember then at that point, you have four marbles on either side coming at each other. So you have a lot of other things at play here. Is it easier to push a boulder at rest or push a boulder rolling towards you? Okay, well, that depends. Because it depends on weight and it depends on your strength, right? So we, you, if you think about it as a huge-ass boulder, well, then it's kind of a different kind of thing because you're already dealing with a really heavy object. And if it was rolling towards you, 
you're thinking of it rolling really fast and so and so powerful that you really don't have a chance. But then again, it, that that changes when you have something that is experiencing a lot of friction, but compared to a marble is pretty easy to push and pretty easy to reverse based on the speed the other marble is generating on that block. So I don't think that can be shown necessarily by that analogy. And I, I think that equations would would show that. Yeah. So the, the, the kinetic the formula for static friction is mu S N and kinetic friction is mu k fn right so to if you are so if I'm, if a block is moving and you push it on the same side that it was that you started the momentum it is going to be easier to push it because it's already moving the force of kinetic friction is lower than the force of static friction but if you are resisting it going from the opposite side then usually i would say it should be harder because now you have a force going against you that is actively going to reduce the force that you are going to hit it with. But wouldn't that depend on how strong the static friction is and how much force is going against you? Well, I mean, the 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 the, the ratio of, of static to kinetic is going to be the same for every object because it's the same object. Right. Like, but... like it's going to be it, it, it's it's static. The the static friction of the block is going to be higher then it's kinetic friction. Okay, but what I'm saying is like a block moving at a block moving at me at 100 miles an hour is going to be a lot harder for me to push the resist and push back than a block moving at me at 1 mile an hour. Yes. Obviously. Right. So, it would depend on how fast that block is moving compared to its static friction. There would be a comparison. Which means it? you need equations, which means you mean math, which means that saying, yes, I do shut up. I'm smart in the chat is not a reasonable defense for uh, why you're right. Right, Akinon? Uh You did. It's literally right there. And if you start deleting it, then I'll just take a picture. You literally said that right here. <laughs> Coefficient of kinetic friction. I can't believe I'm doing this again uh coefficient of kinetic friction i'm back in school and then you could be like okay momentum is conservative but then there's friction for everything so it's i think that there's too many factors that this is an easy answer to be honest force of friction would be the the coefficient of kinetic friction times the normal force which is the mass times gravity it with the with the with the block and the marble assuming that they are like still touching and connected they're they're going together they're technically one mass so now the mass of it has increased so now the for the normal force is greater when calculating the force of friction. Thus, like just inherently, I would say it's very safe to say that to resist the motion of the block and the marble flying at you, regardless of how fast it is, will always be harder to resist and then send back than than if the block is just stationary on its own. Maybe I, I'm see. I'm just not sure if that's necessarily true, but it seems like it could be true. Like if 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 the marble adding the mass was significantly lower than the the mass of the marble rolling at it on the other side, then sure. But these are roughly these are all sixteen millimeter marbles. They have variances in weight, sure, but it's usually negligible at that size. Okay. Well, I mean, I was... I, I literally an engineer, and I literally so took I. physics class. So I did I. <laughs> am I not? I am an engineer. I'm a fourth year engineer at this point. I know you're a little older than me, but. Uh... 
Um, no, you know. You're taking, you're, you're studying to be an engineer. You haven't graduated okay, yet. Okay, but we're, we're both way past that course. We're both way sure. past learning those cor- those those informations, right? So, um, I mean, at this point, I'm doing like concrete design and stuff like that. So just, you know, way past that, right? But um, uh, I don't know. I think that be, there's too many factors, by the way, for this argument to actually be useful because then it's like, okay, well, if you hit the, the, the block slightly off center, if the marble's spinning a certain way, if the other marble hits it at a certain point based on the spin, I mean, then you got, you got so much nonsense going on that honestly, um, uh, it, it is very, very difficult to actually come up with anything useful, but it is interesting to think about, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, that's why physics problems, most of them up until very high levels, do a lot of assume, 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 assume no friction, assume negligible, assume everything's a sphere, though we already have that going for us. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I think I think what you said makes sense, Waff, but I also think that, like, like it, there's t- so much going on that there would have to be a lot of demonstration for understanding. Oh, wait, hold on. Actually, wait a minute. So the marble pushing the block has force against it, but coefficient, the force of, co- of kinetic friction is actually pushing against the first marble hitting it. So kinetic friction is actually going to help the marble that's going to hit it afterward. So it should actually be easier for the second marble to move the block than the first marble. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't know if that's true at this point. <laughs> well, because a free body diagram, the friction, it may be low or lower force, but it is still always going against the force that is pushing it. Which means that the moment a marble hits it on the other side, it is now the force that it's hitting it with is going in the same direction as kinetic friction. Which means those two forces are adding together and then flying forward. Fair enough. So yes, in this in this hypothetical scenario where the pinkies hit first and thunderbolts hit second, thunderbolts would have an easier time moving the block because physics. Now the harder part is that when you add four marbles in the equation and the spins and the different spins of the marbles. Right. Yeah. Block, that, that that's then, assuming it's a two D plane. Then you just go. Then you just go nonsensical. And then the problem is then you have the overwhelm of the other side because they hit it first. You have the block spinning in different ways. You have hitting it not dead on because if you don't hit it dead on, all those forces go out the window. Uh, it, it can be very, very confusing at that point. But at least in the one marble sense, there is, uh, there is something there. Anyway, thank you, Waff, for that. Waff. Waff, everybody. Engineer Waff. Oh, my Lord. Um, this is good stuff, guys. This is good stuff. Okay, so uh, all being said, we both gave this event an 8 out of 10. Um, uh, we have another argument coming up, so let's get through these three events first. Final Endurance. I'm going to go first because I don't like Final Endurance right now. Okay, I don't. I really don't like it. To me, Final Endurance is going to be a 5 out of 10. Um, I've never given it near that low. But when you take out the orange funnels, then it's just an RNG game. Okay. Um, and I mean that because this is what happens. All the, um, and this is what happened like in every run. All the marbles get into a funnel, and then see they all eventually fall in. And then the next funnel, they're all in the next funnel, and then they all end up grouping up about uh, halfway through their spin through the next funnel. 
even the latest marble that dropped in from the earliest marble that dropped in and then everything just kind of rng changes as they fall in now you might be like that's good because every marble has a chance but it, there is no opportunity for skill in the funnels there's no reward for being the last in the previous funnel unless you're last by like so long that you just have a complete free reign okay there's no rewards for anything there's no fast movement through like an intermediary orange funnel that gives separation that should be due for those who are putting in their effort so i think this is just very bad at this point um it's too rng yes it's still exciting because you know when i am looking at my fantasy and i want the glaciers to win and they're all spinning near the end and i'm just like glaciers, glaciers. yes i was excited i enjoyed that aspect so maybe for that i can give it a six out of ten but the actual like fairness to the marbles and allowing for them to actually sport the skills that they're supposed to have in this event, they, it doesn't exist. So I'm uh, not a big fan um, of the current funnels way. Moff? So I agree that it's not as good as previous years of funnels, but 5 out of 10 is extreme. Like, one, like, it's still exciting to see marbles, like, recover. Like, I remember, like, in the first heat of this event, uh, like, Momo, like, Mo was like, oh man, they're backing down the last place. And then they managed to finish in like third. Or, or it was like, whoa, what? That was like an insane recovery. Like to see like, like them like slowly, like their momentum, like adjusting as they get near the hole there. And like, you say skill? Like, well, one, it's always been kind of RNG because it's mainly dependent upon what Marvel hits you from above. But honestly, like the, the Raspberry Racers still like continue to be really good at endurance events, which I don't understand. Like, Going out of role play here, it makes no sense how they are so consistently like good at it this often. You know, like every time I feel like every time in funnels, they just they are always super good at it. They're just really good at endurance for whatever reason. I maybe it has to do with starting gate position. It, like, there's gotta be something that explains it. They're because they're just consistently good at it. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, 6 out of 10 is the highest I'll go. I, I think the orange funnels allow for the right amount of RNG, but not too much. It rewards what should be rewarded, right? And yes, of course, we like the fact that like marbles that are coming later can get hit in certain ways and be brought down in. Yes, that's skill and strategy and is part of the funnels. But that needs to be happening in a way where it's not just... Because basically what it looks like, in the general sense, this is it. All eight marbles go in the first funnel. They all separate. And then by the time they're all about to enter the second funnel, they're all grouped back together again in some blob. It's not like with the orange funnels where it's like, okay, they separate a little bit. And then marbles who are really in last place area can then work their way back a place at a time by knocking into a couple other marbles. Oh, maybe they, they get in... Um, a couple places later and then they work their way back up there is no aspect of that there's just oh okay i went into this funnel first oh well i'm gonna bunch up in a, in a minute and uh have to and just you know rng will might let me have a better position and so positions would swap many times during this in ridiculous ways as opposed to just in a way that actually is like okay i'm using my skill i just gotta knock into this one marble and bring them down with me and stuff so um i, I don't know i think it could be better i think the orange funnels need to come back um, and it was not done the way it should have been done. Yeah, so I'll actually give my rating here. I would say it's a 7 out of 10. Like, maybe even 8, because it is still fun to watch. It, But it does need that more variety to be better. It needs those, like, it needs those orange funnels to to alter the speed and also give more, like, result in more position change-ups. Don't bring back the blue ones. Those were too slow. Please don't. No, they, yeah, those those ones were bad. Um, 
but also we need to keep a consistent structure because if we keep changing it like this we won't have records to break yeah and the last one with the orange ones was perfect so i, have, I don't understand why we had to change i think i gave that one last year a 10 out of 10 or a 9.5 out of 10 like i don't know why we have to change good things what what i it's it it it, it balls like sure it get, i guess having it all green helps it to last longer so like you can like like you can enjoy the tension of a marble like not falling through a funnel multiple times but i i st i still think that the the added variety that the orange brings makes it better overall yeah i agree i agree thank you off for that we all tuned in well on that so now let's look at event eight wow we're getting to a lot of events today pretty good guys pretty good yeah. um and then we'll look at nine and then talk about what Akinon has for us, and then should be done. Um, balancing. Alrighty, for me, balancing, balancing. I, I think balancing is a staple of the Marble League, so it's a 9 out of 10. Can't do anything better than what they've done. Um, balancing, a lot of interesting formations. Again, uh, bunch, the marbles bunching up on the sides too quick. We've already talked about how that is a problem. Um, again, you know, marbles sometimes tends to lose their balance and curve off to one side or the other, and there's just nothing that can be done. Um, just based on this, it's just really based on the kind of spin and um, and how they overcome certain gradients as they come out because nothing is exactly perfect and straight, right? But bunching up marbles and marbles getting out to the wings too early, like this glaciers run, as a, except for that last marble there, just very dangerous, right? Very bad. Because um, then you're trying to crowd a space that you don't have a lot of room in. You want to stay single file, give every marble that full distance to kind of play with the back and forth, wobble back and forth and keep their speed. The more speed you have, the easier it is to stay on the beam, even if there's slight differences in the slope somewhere that are in, you know, un unidentifiable, right? You want to give marbles all their chances. It's just that the marbles behind, because they start higher up on their the initial slope, the marbles behind have a tendency to overtake the marbles in front. Um, so, uh, but overall, good event, nine out of 10, exactly what it needs to be. Um, Congrats, by the way, to the Rojo Rollers, who got second place in that. And it was good to see them um, perform again. They're by no means a great team again, but um, they uh, did well in an event you might expect them to do well. So, And then, you know, Mellow Yellow winning balancing is not actually that surprising. So there you go. Moff? Yeah, so uh, for balancing, this is... Like aside from like you can tell the ramp like the yellow line is not centered with the red line like that's not a that's not necessarily a negative like like for like oh inaccurate results because they all they as far as I'm aware they all competed with the ramp in that position it's more like my OCD being like why didn't you just center it you know like but I think the red line is centered with the middle tracks so like again like everyone competed on the same conditions that's not the problem that's just me being nitpicky. Uh, because honestly, this is probably the best balancing. Like, the, like Brendan's on it right now. That dolly cam shot is so good. Yeah, is That's like nice. the best camera work we've ever seen in JMR. It's very and like then the head-on, and someone pointed it out in the comments or um, on Discord. The head-on camera of the beam really allowed. Greg, sorry, I'm trying not to burp on stream. Uh, mm. uh, Greg, like, gave Greg ability to really talk about the the formations a lot better. Like, cause you can like actually see, you know, how they are side to side. Like, and like, the camera work is just it was peak. There was nothing wrong with it. Like, this is like again, aside from that one nitpick about the ramp for me, this event is perfect. And because it's just a minor nitpick, I think I'm going ten out of ten. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. It's a great event. It's exactly what it should be in Marble League. So that will actually just bring us right into our last event that we've currently seen so far, Event 9. We are now into the back half of Marble League. Um, so uh, before we rate this event, let's start with some current standings and see what needs to be happening here. Um, we have a pretty fun current standings, low-key, like a very fun Marble League coming in here. Bumblebees, the host being in the lead, is apparently the first time in history. So this is new. This is new across the board. So that's very exciting. You've got the speeders, you know, doing their thing. I mean, I saw a post in the Reddit, like, when will the speeders actually fall? I mean, this team's not going anywhere, guys. This team continues to show time and time again that they are the best team in all of Marvel Sports. If you might want to argue if Rapidly is the best individual, but you can say for sure that the speeders are by far your best Marvel Sports team, and they continue to act like that. They might take a three-peat on the Marble League this year. They really could. They ridiculously could right now. Um, and that's the fun part. They have no golds, by the way, on this season. But they're still uh, gunning <laughs> for that tough spot. Uh, crazy Cat Size, Raspberry Racers. I mean, all, all good stuff up there. You have classic teams. You have returning teams. Teams that have won Marble Leagues before, peeking up their heads. And then teams like the Crazy Cat Size, who have been emerging over the last couple of years. And so it's very exciting. Raspberry Racers, I mean, Pinkies are in fifth. They've won a Marble League. Midnight Whiffs have, and they're in seventh. And they're, they're close enough for them to be a problem, right? A Rangers have, and they're close too. So this top eight is pretty fun. Um, I, I don't think, um, I mean, Melly Yellow, I guess, is not really in it. So uh, the one winner there, not really a big part of it. But otherwise, you have a lot of winners really having a good chance. I mean, even technically, Mellow Yellow has a chance. But to see a Rangers and Wisps and Pinkies and Raspberry Racers and Savage Speeders all in the top eight, all with a chance to win, and the Bumblebees as the host holding out at the top, this is a fun marble. It's a very fun marble. There, there would be um, repeat champion opportunities, three-peat opportunity, host win opportunity, which also we've never seen in Marble League history. Moff? Yeah, like this is this is a big deal. Like I I hadn't even realized that this is the first time a host has been like the lead of the standings, which that's that's really cool. Like I'm actually really excited for the Bumblebees to do this. Like there has been no mention of the host curse once, and I am ho like like if I actually kind of want them to win because if they did that for the few doubters who are still out there, that should kill it. Surely, you know, like that would be so poetic or not poetic, but just. I would like it. I, I, I hate the host curse. It's stupid when it comes up. So if this shuts it down forever, heck yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I hate the host curse too. Speeders almost being able to win again is kind of scary because I like on the one hand it adds to the narrative and it's kind it, it's it's cool in that in the sense of like oh yeah like, there's the best team and it, it, it makes them feel more alive, but it's gonna be kind of annoying if they're always winning. You know. <laughs> I like the speeders. Go speeders. They're just a respectful team. Um. So if I said Akanon, just because Akanon's always trying to argue with me. Uh, if I said repeat champion, that doesn't mean they won twice in a row. That means they won twice, the same thing twice. Okay, that's what repeat champion means. So if I say three-peat champion, that means they won the same thing three times. Uh, there's a difference between uh, the Savage Beaters are repeat champions. They repeated their championship by winning again, right? They didn't have to do it twice in a row, okay? I mean, I mean, am I, am I, am I missing something here? They won twice. They repeated. They repeated. Let me look it up. Let's look. Maybe I'm actually wrong, but I've been right against you enough that it won't matter if I'm wrong this time. Um, 
Happy and definition. <laughs> uh, like the definition of what specifically? Repeat champion. Uh, like of of being a repeat champion. Uh, three peat is back to back. Um, yeah, yeah, three peat would be I think back to back to back. Uh, being a repeat champion though really doesn't have me. to be like in a row. It's not giving me it, any. I it's more of a you had to look it up on Urban Dictionary if 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 it's anywhere. Because this is a very modern well, term. Three P does mean three consecutive, so that's actually true. But I um, there's a four P. That's stupid. And people aren't creative sometimes. <laughs> but they're not giving me a definition for repeat champ. Oh, a peat champion. I need a repeat champion. Come on. They're not giving me a uh, definition. Brendan, like, like, you, you, like, well, like, as a phrase, it doesn't have a definition, but the individual words do. Repeat to do something multiple times. Yeah, but it seems to actually... Mackinac might be right here. It seems to be a back, in back-to-back -back connotations. So I'll have to give that up to Uh, I mean, in terms... Okay, in terms of how people may have been using the phrase, maybe, but in terms of just how it is by the dictionary. Repeat. <laughs> repeat just means something that is done multiple times. So... I I guess okay, the right phrase would be a three time champion, not a, not oh, yeah, a two times uh, champion. I think is what we'll have to say. That that's what that's what it would be. Um, I'll give that one Akinon. I say two times champion instead. So there's a two times champion opportunity, a three times champion opportunity. I mm -hmm. guess there is a a repeat champion opportunity with um who won the last pinkies? year? Pinkies. Pinkies. I mean, yeah, they're in fifth, are they not? They yeah, they have two silvers, but I think that would be fun. I think the emerging from this. Uh, if we, all of a sudden the pinkies came back and repeat championship, uh, that'd be really funny. That'd be very unexpected. Honestly, yeah. What a exciting. scenario. What a world we'd be in. Yeah, because like really the savage beaters, and then all of a sudden the pinkies are like, okay, they would because they would do something that the savage. They would be the first team to do something before the savage beaters did. That's like you know recognizable in championships because they were the first champion mm. of Marble One and of Marble League, and they were the first two times champion in Marble League and also in Marble One, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes. Yes. So um, they would be, they always take all those first. They just never have repeated before. Um, so it'd be funny if the Pinkies, like a team you'd never expect, got in there and um, uh, that would be great. Um, Were the first repeat champions? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it would um, be. Triathlon wise, triathlon is whatever to me. I think it's more like a, just like, you know, it's a good event. It's, it's, it is what it is. I think. The track could be more creative. I think the water section can be very weird sometimes, but I like it. It's like a seven out of ten. Um, we've talked about standings already. I think the track itself is pretty cool. I like the marble drum into the sand. The sand section I think could be longer and have like a bigger curve or something like that, or um, and more or more chance for speed in the sand section and um, uh, the water section. I'm okay with the water section being longer and having some like obstacles or having like some turn or something somehow, but I know they're limited. But um, overall, it's fine. Um, for me, uh, Iju had a good point about how, like, this is probably the most even it's ever felt. Like, each section felt like it, like there was, like, some actual change-up happening that affected the end of the race. Like, it wasn't just, like, okay, like, wa water section, now the race actually starts. Like, it actually felt like each section kind of mattered. Um, like, the sand section, even, like, like, the marble was, like, was precise enough they could skip several of the the uh, the walls and, like, lose almost no another momentum. Right. Which was really good. 
Uh, I like that the fact that the marble drum section is designed after the honey dome. Like, 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 so, like, it's like a reference to the, their, their M1 track, which is nice. Wait, is it different than the last year's triathlon? It looks the same. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It looks like it's fairly similar, but Greg said it himself in the video that it is, like, it's, like, the the honeycomb or like the uh, what, what was it no, what was they, it called like a bee dance or something i think it was just the bee dance the bee dance section of the track like they put it here i do agree with you i'm pretty sure i remember it having like a rough figure eight ish kind of look to it it probably wasn't exactly the same but it but like still like having like an actual like narrative connection like in universe that makes this track more unique i i appreciate that um water section add, like adding obstacles while that might sound fun the thing is like that would arrest a lot of their momentum they could probably like so assuming that like the incline is steep enough they would still go but the race would slow down a lot like a lot like it would need to it would be a very it, i think it would like slow it down too much i, I do oh, oh yeah the slow-mo like like the like the uh the increased slow motion like moments during the replay, I like that. That's really fun. How like that add, that adds like some sort of like, like fun tension. You really see the marbles like spinning. Camera work on this event was really solid. The only time, the only one, like problem I have is one of the final runs they didn't watch the 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 water race close enough, and they kind of just, like cut to the finish line like way late. Like or they were doing like a head on shot, so you couldn't actually really see very well. And so, but other than that, camera work was really solid. All the sections were even. This is probably one of the better... Like, I can't remember every iteration of triathlon right now, but I would say this is definitely one of, like, one of the at least top three, maybe even top two, I feel confident in saying, in terms of how it's executed. Uh, I would say... Hmm, nah, it, nine, eight, 8.5. How about that? I think that's fair. I think it's a pretty good event. I think what you said made sense. So that's uh, that's it. We got through a lot of events, but we we're behind. That's our thoughts on events, uh, I guess, four through nine. We have five-meter <laughs> relay coming up this week, which I'm expecting the Savage Speeders to podium on, and so they will be my ice start times three. So good luck to me, I guess. Um, hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, been a good Marble League. We'll see if uh, anything changes. Pinkies. Good luck to the Pinkies. Uh, the final thing yeah, we have to discuss um, – would be Akanon's argument from the beginning, which we're finally getting to. And that is, is Rapidly truly the greatest marble of all time? Right? Is, is he truly um, the greatest? Well, that, no, that's not the argument. The argument is, what would it take? Well, no, but see, now I'm looking at these data, and it's like, does that hold up? Because like, like, when Akanon is giving me data, okay. Oh, he's about to give this. Oh, he gave me this. Ak Akanon is giving me data, and um for this and I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a picture of this and open it so you guys can see on the Chrome he's giving me useful data um, yeah like the, the, one of the main contention points basically was how much like like, like does M like the, I guess the status of most value marble matter in determining it because in Akanon's opinion just getting more points and medals overall than um, rapidly would not make you better than him or them. No, but here's my thing. Like, let like let's actually look at this picture. Is rapidly even the best individual? So here's here's the stats. Here's like the marbles that are all technically in contention. You have rapidly with 153 total. And is this just marble league that we're talking about? Because we're because the context. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. There's no best way. Yeah, in yeah. marble league, right? That's what the greatest marble league. Because we're not really. 
we're not really acknowledging Marbula One as a as a yeah, it is goat of Marble League, right? Um, so we oh, have, and also to 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 add context, Akanon did convert the point scale of twenty sixteen to be the same as the rest of Marble League, which so is fair. Yeah, that's yeah. So let's talk about this. So first of all, let's remove team championships and MVMs when we talk about it at first, because I don't think those are applicable, and we can talk about why later. Um, rapidly, four golds, two silvers, two bronze, right? So that's eight medals, and four of them are gold, but only 153 total points, right? Razzie, on the other hand, well, Razzie's only 110 points and less medals than Rapidly. So And hasn't been in the league as long. So until we talk about team championships and one MVM, like, we're going to address those later, but, like, for now, let's forget about those. Um, not being in the league as long, we're we we don't we're not going to scale that, okay? We're not going to say, hey, you haven't been in the league as long, therefore, let's add a bunch of other points and give you... No. Oh, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that that's something to keep in mind, that, like, what, like, they haven't had as much, many opportunities to accumulate as many points. No, I know, so, but like, that doesn't... Like, that doesn't qualify them for greatest of all time because greatest... One of the things... One of the elements of greatest of all time is that is time... Right, you have. No, spent- no, I, I know. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, 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 just don't completely discount them. Like, like, it's just keeping the back of your mind for future years. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Um. All right. Yes. So they could be. So Starry, 145 points and less medals. Yellow though, 173 points. So more mm-hmm. points than rapidly over time, but only five medals. So I guess like when you look at Yellow or Kinnawin, 179 points, most points of all of every marble individual marble but only four medals then the question i guess becomes um i mean what are we measuring medals on is rapidly even the greatest of all time because kinnowin has more points right kinnowin has more total points and just less medals so do we measure greatest of all time for marble league on total points or do we measure oh, it on also, total medals like uh, how do we look other qualifier that? So there's another qualifier to make. Uh, um, I can uh, point out that there are no duo event points included here. Yeah, no, it's well. in the print. I feel like people read that. I think that's fair. I well, think... well, again, this is an auditory podcast as well, so not everyone is seeing the visuals. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so no duo points, no team points. Wait, no duo points? No, duo is counted in medals, though. Just not points. Duo points not included, it says. No, no, Akinon was just, like, I guess, clarifying that, like, like he did count for for medals, at least, duo events were still included, but points, they were not. Because um, you can't, like, cause, like, cause for a duo event, you would have to try and figure out who actually contributed more to the victory, you know? And that's the same with team events, though, or did you count team events, too? Because some No, of this, are... I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's just individual, surely. Yeah, team, team points were not in count, okay. But you cool. gave the medals for duo points. What's the argument for that, then? I mm, that's kind of, actually that's kind of fair actually. Like if you're not gonna count the points, then why count the medals too? Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. That's that seems really stupid to me. Because points were on the way. Oh, so they didn't exclude points because it wasn't didn't have value, but because they couldn't find either. The you point give values. all duo points and all duo medals, or you give none of them. But let's just keep going with the value. But, like, I don't know if that would affect Kinnewinverse rapidly that much because you have total points. Like, I mean, how do you... See, here's the thing. If you want to say greatest of all time, here's the data. When I look at Kinnewinverse rapidly, I see Kinnewin has more points and rapidly has uh, twice the medals. So how do I how do I quantify that? Like, how do I say, okay, rapidly is better because even though there's less points, look, though, more medals. Well, how much is a medal worth, right? Um, 
I don't like the, cause the medals they already done their worth. They're counted in the total points, right? So what are we, what is the idea here? I have no idea how I would decipher between rapidly and Kinoin. Now I would make the argument that medals are worth more than o overall points, because if you're in Marble League forever, right? For an infinite amount of time, and you just keep getting eighth on things, but you rack up so many points because you've been there forever, that's a lot less valuable than if someone gets like 12 golds, right? So I think that there there is an aspect in which Rapidly still kind of pulls out against all these other players because he hits so many medals versus other players. But I don't know how mm. to quantify that, right? What if he just had those medals and had only, like because of just those medals, only had... Um, actually those, wait, that's ridiculous. I think those medals all like add up to about 153. So rapidly really has only gotten medals. Four golds would be a hundred points, right? And then 20, wait, 20, hold 40, on a second. Wait a minute. 15. 100. Uh, wait, points are wrong. 20... That would be, wait, what? Four golds, two wait, silvers um, and two bronze would be uh, over 153 points. Well, no, isn't silver 22 points, not 20. It's 20. It's, is it 20? Uh, is, it, it is it 15, 20, 25? it still proves my point. I don't... <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying, uh, for the sake of math, like... Uh, like, like gold, gold, obviously, is 25, so that's 100. No, one silver, gold is 22. If silver is 22, then... Well, we, ha we have the league up on our screens. Uh, one silver and one bronze is from 2023. One gold is from duo. Oh, so we just have, ver we just have unhelpful data. I would need to see duos... With golds, no, I think duos should. Ah, oh. should duos even be in there? But you put the duo medal in there, but not the points. They either got to be all in there or not. The team stuff probably not. And then you don't even have the points from twenty twenty three. But because of you have the medals in there, it actually does matter. Rapidly got two medals this season. Wow, this marble's unstoppable. Yeah, I don't think we. This data is not super helpful. This data is not accurate. I okay, think yeah, point scale is 25, 20, 15. So, here's yeah, you're the, so. Here's Akanon. Put a reminder. Sorry, we'll have to cut you off. You're good. Uh, Akanon, put a reminder down. This is what I need from you for next week. You need to give us this data with the 2023 points and medals, one set of all these team members who, with, with just up to 2022, and then one set of all these team members that includes medals and points from 2023 okay you need to do that for us um because so for the 2022 no medals from 2023 no points from 2023 for the 20 um uh no no not that no wait no no for the this is what i want this is what i want you need to add the 2023 medals and points one set of data all through 2023 no duos are counted no medals, no points from duos. Another set of data from all, all through 2023 with those accounted for, all duos, medals, and points are counted. We need that because that's how we're going to decide. And then we'll look at duos and non-duos and, and, and think about that as we, as we look at that. So um, excluding Rapidly's duo gold, uh, they would have three golds, two silvers, two bronzes. That adds up to No, but points. Th it doesn't add up because, remember, points from 2023 weren't included. Points from duos weren't included, but medals were. So we need, we no, need I, a calculation of the data. I, what I'm just saying, like, like, like for like our hypothetical point of how many of the points for Rapidly come from medals, excluding that there, there was one gold, like the only duo medal that Rapidly had was one of the golds. So looking, doing the math, 25 points for three golds, 75. 
30 points for the two bronzes, that's 105. And then uh, 40 points for the two silvers, that's 145 out of the 153 points that they have earned just from their medals. So they uh, they have eight points from, un uh, th that's it. Eight of their points were from non-meddling events. Everything else they got from meddling. Okay. Okay. But I think... Oh, wait. Oh, two of them were from... Oh, I didn't see that part, Akanon. So two of them were from 2023? I, I think, Waf, it's best we wait oh. for the data to be in front of us as correct next week, where we can see both with and without duos correctly, and then we'll talk about it. But here's what we can at least talk about now. I'm going to make a case for both, and then we'll see if Waf disagrees. Akanon Man, yeah, th th This me, was a very... This is. I didn't realize how bad the data set is. Like, there are so yeah, many we're, we're like uh, extraneous variables. We're going to get a good data set for next week, but let's make a case for two things. Akanon says that in this consideration... Team Championships and MVMs, which is Most Valuable Marble, which is the marble who gets the most points compared to all the individuals in this particular season, should be accounted for in Greatest All-Time Marble League. Now, I disagree with that. For, uh, I'm gonna, I disagree with both. So let's start with Team Championships. This one's easier. Team Championships should not be counted into individual Greatest of All-Time contention because Team Championships do not have everything to do with one marble. Okay. Team championships are not a reflection of one marble skill. Okay, I can think of many teams that have won Marble League who they have marbles on that team who don't have a lot of points ever for, in any respect. So it's, it, you can't say one marble's individual greatest of all time contention is connected with their team championships because it's not always. Yes, of course, in the, the case of these marbles, these marbles tend to be the, the highest contributors to their team winning. Great. But remember, we're looking at individual, individually how good a competitor is. Like by themselves, if there was no team, right? Which is my, why we may actually not consider duos in this. But by themselves, uh, no team, no, um, no total team points, you know, none of that. How good is this marble at performing? How good is this marble at the events that it has to compete in? Okay. And if you add team championships and weight them and then say, okay, this plays a part as much as their own individual golds and their own individual points, then, then you're, you're like, you could have a very lopsided extreme. Because what if you have an extreme where a team keeps freaking winning, but there's a marble on that team who doesn't contribute that much, but is now suddenly better than some of these marbles on this list because their team just has so many championships. I mean, it can now, be it can become very skewed. Now, here's you should include team championships, and here's why: as long as you weigh it properly, it's fine. It's like how in marbley, the one the thing that determines winner first is points. If those are tied there, you then weigh medals, and then you do other other things after that. The same thing goes for a team performance. You like it's hard to tell how much they contributed, but a team fin but a team performing well overall is an indicator that the team functions well together. And skill uh, teamwork is a skill that can be attributed to a marble to then justify it being considered one of the best. It should not be the most important. Again, like I say, like maybe like points than medals. But then if there are marbles that are like really close in all those categories then you could use that team performance to to be the deciding factor of who's the better marble. Because, like, if, for instance, uh, the O-Rangers and the Sabbath Speeders have, like, a rapidly an orange and for random example, uh, or have, like, a similar point totals and metal counts, the the Savage Speeders' team performance, I would say, would put them over the edge because it shows that's, that rapidly performs better. Like, one, its contributions to its team's uh, victory... Uh, are definitely likely, 
but also it shows that they are capable of working really well as a team better than the Orangers. Well, here's 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 this little game. Well, first of all, let me address Akiman. Uh, people don't say Jordan's a goat because he has a six and zero record. That's not why they say he's a goat. They say he's a goat because he's really good at freaking basketball. His actual percentages and points and shooting totals and three points and is is why he says that. It's just that correlated to his incredible skills is a lot of championships. Why? Because if you're really good at something, it's really easy to bring your team to to wins. And so people are like, okay, look at his championships as like a base level correlation. But the actual reason he's the greatest of all time is because his skills when he shoots and defends are the greatest of all time. That's why. I don't know enough because about basketball. Here's like, the thing. That- no, here, here's the thing. Because the argument you're making then is that I should take the people like some let's let's say there was another person in Jordan's team um, for the entirety of his all of his six and zero wins. So let's say there was another guy who nobody even remembers his name, but he was on all times that uh, Jordan went to to a championship and won. Then that person has to be considered because that person also won six championships. Okay, like, and so no, stop Waff for a sec. So the only <laughs> thing I'll I'll grant you Akinon and Waff is that team championships can be considered as a deciding factor if and only if a marble is tied in points and in medals. That's it. Now, if you say that that's not the case, then you're putting team championships in a position to bring a marble individually less skilled to a higher position because their team did better. And I don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it doesn't make sense. So if you have a tied amount of points and a tied amount of medals and a tied type of medals, then yeah, look at individual championships. That's it. Thank you. I I think like that's team fair. Yeah. Um, in terms of I guess most valued marble, like it seems kind of crazy to me that that rapidly has never gotten that distinction, despite like at many points in this in the series having the most like the highest total individual points, which makes me wonder like. How like like how exactly was the MVM calculated? Like is like like because that that doesn't seem like that should be physically possible, you know, for rapidly to not have won it and yet st- and yet for the longest time having the highest total. I I don't necessarily know. I get it, it could have happened though. I um as far as MVMs go, this one to me is even more clearly not a part of this. Because the only th- MVM is not a thing. MVM is simply a name given to the existence of a stat, right? It, it, it's literally a name applied to, hey, this marble in this season had the most points compared to the, all the other individuals. It's not an actual thing. It's not an actual like, okay, this marble is better. It's just that this marble's total points value is higher and so let's acknowledge that. That's it. That's all it is. And so it doesn't okay. it doesn't like it doesn't contribute an extra thing to the who's individually better because what's contributing to the individual betterness is the points total by itself, not the fact that it also is higher than all the others at a particular season. That's not a contribution. What the contribution is is the points. Is the points, right? So you can't say, hey, you know, that's like because an MVM would then just be bonus points, right? An MVM would only serve as bonus points. But who are you to apply bonus points? We're talking about the greatest of all time, the greatest skill-based marble individually of all time. We're not we're not just going to throw around bonus points, okay, because that's all yeah. it is. Because we've already taken, let's say, 65 points. Let's pretend 65 points was the top, 
65 points is the most points scored in a particular marble league and say rapidly did it. Okay. So he gets an MVM. Okay. But I mean, how are we deciding that rapidly was good in that season? How are we factoring in to say that he is continually the individual best? Well, we use the 65 points. We take those 65 points and add it to his total and it's demonstrated that he continues to have more and more compared to all the other marbles. The 65 points is already factored in. You're just then putting an extra label on it in a relative comparison and then saying, okay, more bonus points should be given basically. And you're doing it to other marbles as well that have less total points and less total members, but say, no, give them a bonus point because they, uh, they did more than other marbles that season. Now that's unfair. Yeah, like for me, I I well, personally sorry, sorry, don't. Go, off. go ahead. Oh, so you you were quiet for a while, so I thought you were done. So no, I was. I'll just say, I, I would say that MVM personally doesn't really matter because like this isn't like M one where each marble on a team got an equal number of times to race. This is like like the coach chose to put in a certain marble a certain number of times. So like they they're marbles who have way more opportunities to get individual points, and there are some marbles who don't get a single individual event. Period. That might be true. So like I it, like. It, it, to me, it's almost like it's kind of a non-factor, which I guess, technically speaking, by that extension, that would mean that the individual points totals that we're judging right now probably also don't hold as much value as we think they do because how like how many opportunities have each marble had to accumulate those individual points, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with that too. But that, so, like, it, it, like, putting that into consideration, it really is kind of nebulous. Like, who really is the best marble? Like, because Rapidly probably has all these points mainly because they just keep getting put in. And, like, no one else on their team got a chance to be put in. And the other teams don't put in, uh, like, another marble, like, often enough to accumulate as many, as many points usually. Like, they're, like, the ones that Akanon sent are probably the ones that, like, have gotten significantly higher numbers of individual events than some of the others. And that's probably why it's ended up the way it has. Well, all I can say is this. Um, no, but see, uh, what you're saying still makes no sense because this is your response. Well, first of all, your response is I can totally throw out bonus points if it wants you, which means that you're admitting it is like bonus points. And you're saying that that is your defense for it. Your second defense is but MVM is still unchanged across every ML, even if you divide points gained in a season by events competed in. Well, that's not... That doesn't defend your argument. That doesn't provide a proof for why it should be calculated. Remember, what's the question? Should we consider it? Not what is what um, what tricks still work with the stats when you make you know when you divide them up. Like because the, because I'm saying it doesn't matter because it's because the points that that team that marble earned is already accounted for. So saying okay, well, it's still even in the relative averaged sense divided across all events still holds up for the marbles who won it doesn't doesn't def provide an argument. It doesn't make an argument for why it should be concluded. It just simply mentions something else about it that's interesting. I'm saying it shouldn't even be included. You've already accounted for the points, all the points that have been won by a marble, and we want it. We want individual. Um, recognition to be based off that individual's marbles ability to gain points and we've counted the points and we've counted the medals that's what it should be based off of not oh and, who averaged better year this year what next year right that doesn't help i can honestly the comment was a response to me about like event frequency like even if you divide it up here's the thing there are still marbles who competed in zero individual events so they get no weighting whatsoever like, they didn't get a chance to even try to compete for that title. So I don't think it's, like, 
like it's not that like MVM is completely useless as a as a qualifier for figuring out who's the best. It's that its value is extremely low because there are so many Marvels who probably could contend for that spot that just literally weren't given an opportunity to do so by their coach in universe and by Yella out of universe. I would agree with that too. I think that was a very good point, Waff. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's how I end my my discussion, Akinon. Like that, then also calls into question like how much we value the individual event to- point totals. Like, 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 what can we truly use to quantify who is the best marble? Like, we would have to go through and like actually see how many individual events each marble has competed in to see if they have enough r- relatively similar um, event counts for each of them. To actually for it to actually be fair that that is the that is the main thing like like that's an ex- much more extensive research session that would have to be done like quantifying how many individual events then like dividing up their points and like i guess finding in would it be an average like like average amount of individual actually there might be a, like average amount of points a marble typically gets in an individual event and then i believe there's the uh i can't remember the equation for uh what was it a uh, percent error but like you could use like like base like percent error would be uh lower for marbles with a lot of individual events and higher for marbles with fewer events so there's actually math we could do to calculate with and like show how accurate these solution would be but it takes a lot of work yeah, I think that the, all that stuff makes sense. Um, I think just at the end of the day, though, when it comes to individual goadedness, you need to look at the points that they're accumulating. So actually, what is that saying? What is that testing? How good these marbles are actually doing in the individual events they get to perform in over time. And then you can look at the medals, which is saying how often do these marbles actually win over the other marbles in the field? Win, of course, a relative term, you know, gold to bronze, but you see what I'm saying. Those are two great metrics for goadedness. When you talk about team championships, this is basically how much does a marble contribute to their team um, uh, or how much does the team, blah, 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 team. Then that only works when we have a tie, a mathematical and qualitative tie on the other two categories. And I think MVM would only be useful as if the other two categories tied and the team championships tied, then we can look at MVMs and be like, okay, relatively these seasons, this marble did better than all the others. And so therefore give him the goadedness because everything else is the tie. So that's the best I'll give you on that. You can use them to break some ties. Otherwise, the only thing you should look up for individual skill performance is the skills applied and then the skills applied relative to the other marbles, not by just looking at the skills applied and giving it a name, but looking at the medals. So that's what I got for you. That's what WAF's got for you. We got to yeah, wrap up the show. I, I would, well, I will say, uh, just in a minor difference from you, I would say it doesn't have to be a tie for it to matter. It would just have to be very close to where, like, you could, like, say, uh, well, it could have gone either way, especially if it's, like, between two marbles who had, like, for instance, if the if the if the close points and and medal value was like between the Raspberry Racers and the Speeders, that would be a big instance where like you would want the team and MVM to actually matter because this the Raspberry Racers have had fewer years to actually gain points. So like that closeness means more, you know. Maybe, but then you have to quantify what is close and what is not, and then that's a different discussion for next week when we argue with Hackenon for three hours. So we'll leave that to Dan. Take us out of the show, Waffle. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Th- thank you for stopping in for physics and statistics with Wolf and Brendan and Hackenon. <laughs>
Oh, this is an episode. Roll on, Marvel Sports fans. <laughs>